Hello, and welcome to another episode of Just Talk with Joe Meyer. I'm your host, Joe Meyer. Thank you for being here with me today. A pleasure as always. Looking forward to another conversation as we sit down today and and just talk. And talk about what's going on in my life, your life, the world, the country. Um, Really just an open forum to anybody who wants to talk about things. Um, Obviously, I'm just talking to myself out here, but I don't have any guests today. But hopefully you like what I have to say. Um, For those of you who've never heard me before um, and don't even know who I am, well, I'm really nobody (laughs) in a sense. Um, And hopefully one day I'll be somebody. And some of you may be thinking, well, Joseph, you're, you're somebody. You're somebody. Well, I mean, I'm not anybody famous, celebrity. My voice means nothing in the sense of the world. Um, but it means something to all of those who one day will listen to these pods, whether it's my family, whether it's those of you who just are surfing and you're trying to find something to listen to and um, that's not Joe Rogan or not other famous celebrities out there. Um, I think, you know, obviously they have a point, they have a message. Um, They're well listened to for a reason. Um, Frankly, because they're celebrities, it doesn't necessarily mean they all have interesting things to say as we all have a voice, right? So hopefully you'll tune in, hear what I have to say and like what I have to say and keep tuning in and follow me, right? So let's get started, you know. um, For those of you who may or may not tune in for the future, hey, I want to be upfront with you and let you know that this is an open topic. So many times I will talk about things of my life, politics, um, socioeconomic issues, you know, things going on in our country, our state, the world. Um, I kind of keep it open, you know, so I don't want you to think that it's just about politics. There are a degree of politics that I do talk about from in this pod only because it's really what's going on today, right? And it's really what's going on in our country, in our world. And it's hard not to talk about it. And quite frankly, um, for many years, most of my growing up, I never really cared about politics. I really didn't care. Um, up until recently, I would say up until last year before you know, this, this recent election. And you may say, hey, Joseph, you know, what's, where have you been? You know? Well, yeah, I've been more focused on my own life, so to speak. Focused on my own issues. You know? And, and I think all too often we should really get back to that. Because all too often we're focusing on other things other than ourselves. And I, I know that seems kind of selfish. Like, hey, you know, there's other people that matter other than you, Joseph. Yeah, and I get that. There are, you know. But we have to remember something, right? This is our life. We need to focus and direction in our life. No one's going to do that for us, right? Politicians aren't going to do that for us. Presidents aren't going to do that for us. Governors aren't going to do that for us, you know. No one's going to do that for us but ourselves, right? Well, I will say this. There's one topic that for those of tuning in for the first time, you may or may not agree with. 
and that's I, I do talk religion okay you know I do talk religion on here I don't talk about it every single day but you will hear me mention about God I am a Christian that doesn't mean I'm gonna make these podcasts all about religion you, you typically won't hear me do that um, and it's not because I don't want to it's just because uh, frankly you know this is not really a pot about religion this is not a pot about Christianity this is not a pot about you know being a better Christian there are points in my pods that will infuse some of those here today or in in future and now or in the future you know but it may be today it may not be today who knows right it just depends on what's on my mind what I really want to discuss with everyone out there um, so you know I, I do have I try to have themes you know in my um, pods so people have an idea what I'm gonna talk about I, I love playing music right um, on here to give you an idea of what that what that theme is about sometimes the theme songs may not fully go along with what I'm talking about but it's just because I like the song you know just like I was playing a moment ago in the air tonight right Phil Collins right what a great song right now I, I may not have all the meanings behind it and frankly I don't think anybody really cares you know some people care like oh Joseph how can you play that song don't you know the meaning behind it well sometimes I just like the way it sounds right um, because people love the song right um, so today you know let's get him back into post Thanksgiving so for all of you who listen to my pre Thanksgiving welcome back welcome back hopefully you enjoyed your Thanksgiving hopefully you didn't stuff your face too much <laughs> although I'm sure many of us did right myself included right but um but loving to hear what many of you did on Thanksgiving you know for myself included I um, you know I went to my sister's something we, we typically do um, my sister cooks with my dad stepbrother uh, step um, excuse me stepbrother brother-in-law excuse me uh, brother-in-law sister father my wife obviously or my daughter right so pretty typical right we don't have a large family I have a very small family right to be honest with you and it's a good thing and a bad thing you know I mean your family is a family right it's who you have um, those that are in my life um, many have passed away you know my mom passed away in 2015 so these last five years with you know um, Thanksgiving's Christmases um, actually you know coming up on the five-year anniversary December 9th has been hard I won't lie it's been hard my mom was the um, I don't know if I use the patriarch of the family, <laughs> you know, I, I don't like when people use those words, you know, and then I know they may be meaningful, like, oh, this is a patriarch, the patriarch, patriarch, I don't even know what that means, right, I'm, I'm so stupid, so, um, but patriarch, right, um, 
I keep saying that word, but um, but really, she was the one who used to cook these incredible Thanksgiving dinners for me and my sister and family. Um, all the fixings, everything you can imagine. Put a lot of work and time into it. She she taught me to a certain degree how to do a lot of the cooking, that, and I watched her. Um, so that was a gift in itself that she had provided me in my life, and I'm thankful for that gift, you know? Um, I do know how to cook a turkey, you know? She did teach me in 2000, I think, 14, right? Um, before she, you know, before she passed um, in 2015, right? Um, I do know how to make things like sweet potatoes. I know how to make things like tacos. I know how to make things like, you know, cook. I really generally have watched everything my mom cooked. Um, the only thing, and not to make everything hungry, the only thing I never really fully learned how to cook which i really loved that way she made it was this dish called um hungarian goulash and it was basically noodles and meat and um and it had this really nice homemade gravy she used to make with it and it was really delicious and um, um but she made everything growing up she made everything from tacos to steak to enchiladas to meatloaf to you know you name it, spaghetti whatever you i, I I grew up eating and I was, you know, fat. <laughs> I'm still to this day, you know, I'm not thin. You know, if you were to see a picture of me, you're like, oh, well, you look kind of soft, Joseph. You know, you, you don't look too thin. You look like you've been in, you haven't missed a few meals. And I haven't, to be honest, but I'm trying to get better at that. Um, I don't necessarily eat unhealthy, um, but I try to watch what I eat. You know, um, there are certain things I should not eat as much, like a lot of sugar. You know, I love sweets, cakes, cookies, ice cream, you name it. I'll eat it. <laughs> um, starch, yum. Who doesn't love starchy foods, right? Potatoes and things of that nature, you know. Um, I got to cut those things out, right? I I'm getting older here. I'm, I'm going to be 41 in December 1st. So coming up next week, people. Um, so happy birthday to me, right? Um, 41, right? And um, so, you know, really just loving the food my mom cooked. I was, you know, growing up, food was like a staple in my mom's family, in my family. Um, you know, much of my family have suffered or dealt with you know, trying to want, maintain their weight, you know, and I don't think it's due to overeating. It could be due to a thyroid, but I don't want to just cop out and say, oh, it's a thyroid. You know, that's the reason why many of us are overweight. No, some of it's because we haven't exercised like we normally should. Some of it's like the food we eat outside, the things we drink. I don't drink alcohol. I don't drink. Um, I don't smoke. Um, I coca-cola is my drink of choice you know you know um but i don't drink it every single day and i don't drink a case <laughs> you know I, I drink one you know maybe every couple days you know a can you know that's about it um i know it's bad you know don't get me wrong you know i i, I get that it's bad for you it's, it's 
It's not the best thing. I've been drinking it for years, which many of us have growing up since childhood. You know, we grew up on this stuff, you know. <laughs> you know, what can we say? Um, but it's hard to kick. I don't know if there's, you know, hey, some type of chemical in there that just makes us keep going back for Coke and, and sugary things, right? Um, so food, right? <coughs> Excuse me. Love things like fast food. I do eat a lot of fast food regularly. I try to eat things that are somewhat... Not so much high in fat, although can you really say that about fast food? <laughs> you know, I try not to eat too much McDonald's and things like that. I know, you know, McDonald's, uh, personally growing up on it, you know, since the 80s, you know, it's hard to kick. You know, I'm not saying I eat it every single day, people. I don't, and you shouldn't. You know, it's not good for you. Um, you have to be very careful, but there, there's something in that food personally I think is like a chemical that keeps people addicted because um, I have family members who work at McDonald's and they say you know McDonald's never stops McDonald's never stops there's always somebody in the line boom 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 that's why they're multi-billionaires at McDonald's right wow you know thinking about <laughs> McDonald's and food and all that Thanksgiving sorry I didn't mean to get off down that topic um, I know, you know, many of us are in food comas trying to get, um, you know, go off of, uh, um, I'm trying to think of the word here, <laughs> um, leftovers, sorry, um, leftovers, turkey sandwiches, whatnot, um, I, I don't have any of that, thank goodness, um, my sister pretty much kept those, so that was fine with me. Um, but there's one day that's coming that I particularly love cooking, and that's on Christmas. So I will cook my traditional prime rib, and um, I usually, you know, love cooking that. Um, but I tend to get too much <laughs> every year. I don't know why, but I tend to say I only want a certain amount of ribs, and they always give me more, and I, and I really don't necessarily want that because my family many times doesn't eat it. So I'm stuck with a bunch of extra meat, which I know, not necessarily a bad thing, but I, I, I try to, you know, live in moderation. I think we all should. Um, and um, But I love prime rib. Who doesn't, right? Prime rib, mashed potatoes, corn, you name it, you know, we'll eat it on Christmas, right? Love tamales. Hey, in a sense, I have Mexican heritage love tamales i can't help it my wife's salvadorian too they have their own form of tamales um which are much bigger than the mexican tamales but um who doesn't love those things right i know i do um but really getting to the food talk you know i love food you know i i, I love cooking it um you know i love making different things it's just a joy to me to kind of be able to make stuff for my family to cook things, I, I, I can cook an egg, you know, I can do that too. If I can cook more complicated things, don't you think I can cook an egg as well? So, um, so again, um, just really love it, really love doing that. So um, where do we go from here, Thanksgiving, post? We're in Black Friday already, right? People are shopping. I was in some of the malls, well, not necessarily the mall, but 
Macy's, I was in Target, um, Hobby Lobby, I was going in there. Not as busy as I thought it would be. Um, maybe because we have a, a full raging pandemic going on, but I live in a city that, you know, it's not a very big city, but it's a good size one. Um, but still from past last year, stores seem fairly empty. So many times, I guess many people are going to be making Amazon so much more richer this time with online ordering, right? Um, my only saying of that is that I think we should patronize those small businesses in our communities much better instead of giving it all to a multi-billionaire who has, who is probably, who is the richest man on earth. I doubt he's going to miss your, you know, money, you know, he doesn't need it, but other stores do need it. Small, small mom and pop shops, you know, need it. You know, other retailers need it other than Amazon, right? And I, I'm not fully against Amazon, not to get on this topic, but in a way I am because of, of, a, of a juggernaut they've become over the years. Um, many people will disagree with me on this, okay? Um, they are completely, something I don't like about Amazon is they're completely against unionization, right? Now, some of you may not agree with my views, um, but I, I agree that certain organizations should be unionized, right? Big organizations like the Amazons who can really go unchecked um, as far as protecting their workers' rights, you know, being that many times most companies in this, in this country are at will, they could easily just fire you like that. Boom, you're gone. Who cares, right? Um, at least with a union, you have the ability to have worker protections. So they can't just fire you. They need, a, they need to have a certain, I guess, progression system that, um, that they use. And I know because I was part of a union at one point. Um, so I know. Unfortunately, the, the, the downside, in my opinion, to unions, too, is that they, they keep a lot of the bad apples, too. So people who are really bad employees and they continue to keep them because they can't get rid of them. So there, there's two sides of the coin. You know, there's unions help protect workers' rights, but they also help protect the workers' rights that are bad workers, you know. So that's the only real ma major downsides. Um, the other good sides is, you know, guaranteed wages every year, pay raises, as opposed to like, well, we think we, we may not give you a raise this year, uh, maybe next year. Um, whereas in unions, typically they will raise your salary every year. It may not seem like, oh, wow, they're going to raise it, you know, 10,000 in one year. No, it's going to be incremental over years. It's going to, it's going to, you know, get bigger over years, but at least you're guaranteed, you know, that, that money, right? Um, so, I mean, again, unions, unions are important, you know, we don't have as many unions as they want, as we once did, you know, um, all too often, but, um, I think they are still important, right? Still important today, right? Um, but not to get off topic, right? <laughs> Unions are, you know. Um, 
pretty much, what was I saying? Post Thanksgiving, right? Shopping at Amazon, going to your local retailers, shopping there. You know, I know, I get it. We're in a pandemic, right? We're in a pandemic. People are afraid. Many people have, you know, are vulnerable. You know, many people are unable to go out like everybody else right now. You know, and I get that. You know, um, so protect yourself. You know, definitely, you know, if you cannot go out, yeah, then you order online. Have it left at your doorstep, so to speak, right? That's important. So, remembering, right? But I think we've made Amazon really rich. I think from what I've heard, we've actually, due to this pandemic, the world's richest people, which includes Elon Musk, which includes Jeff Bezos of Amazon, which includes other billionaires, um, they've increased their net worth up to, I think, $13 trillion. I believe that's the amount. Uh, you could check my, you know, check me on uh, and correct me if I'm wrong. But, um, but again, that, that's kind of what, what's going on right now, right? So well, why give it to them? You know, I one time in early in my many years ago, I actually had my own, you know, online store because I believe in, you know, online businesses. I believe they have the ability to do more, you know, and give more flexibility than going into the store. Now, I'm not against going in the store either, right? Um, the, the online store I created, which went bust after a few years because I really didn't pay enough attention to it, which was an online um, pet store. Well, pet toys, I should say. I uh, wasn't selling pets online, but pet toys, right? Um, and what really, you know, triggered me to do that is because I, early in my career, um, Worked in a, a, a pet retailer in a sense of um, distributor. I'm sorry. I'm trying to find the right words today. I don't know what's going on with me. But um, so basically what I did is I sold um, pet toys to um, pet stores and clinics, um, pet clinics, things of that nature. Um, and it was fun. You know, it, it was it, it was a fun um, position. You know, I learned a lot. It was basically in sales. And um, so I got to meet all these interesting people. It was early in my career. It was just a um, great experience, you know. And uh, I learned a lot. I learned how to be on the phones, you know, and um, which was great. You know, I learned... Um, how to talk to people. I learned how to give customer service. Um, so I, I, I did a lot, you know. Um, and it was, you know, it was an experience. You know, I, I haven't forgot those days from early in your career. Um, and I think most of us shouldn't, right? We should not forget, you know, where we came from, so to speak, right? You know, I think it's important that we remember our roots, the jobs we took, the sacrifices we made, right, in our jobs, right, and where we got and where we came from and where we are today. 
that that's always been a big concern of mine in my life is like looking back did i go far enough am i going far enough in life some people go incredibly far in life and and you know in a sense that angers me because of my own shortfalls and i was just talking to my wife about this today is that Growing up, I, I didn't have all the encouragement I needed to, to feel like I needed to, to succeed, right? Um, I think that really affected me, right? That really affected me because from the young age of, you know, five, I was just, you know, since living with my, the devil, my grandfather... I was always told, you're stupid, you're worthless, you know, you're this, you're that, you're not good. And I believed it. I believed it. And my mom was around, absolutely, you know, she tried her best to defend us. She tried her best um, to protect us. And she did the best she could with what she had to deal with. Right? And what was so hard is that many of you will know this story. Many of you will not. But, you know, growing up, my, my mom and dad were divorced probably around the age of five. My sister was probably three we li- went to live with my grandfather, who my mother went to go search for as far as her father because she lost contact and he was not in her life. Um, so when she went go searching for him, which, you know what, I, 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 to this day I encourage those who think, well, what if, if you don't know your father or you know he's out there somewhere, should I go looking for him? I need to know my roots and that's ultimately your choice to do, to go find your roots, to see if that's who you, you, you want to feel, that's that second part of you that's missing. But I, I want to say this, I encourage you to really think about it. Because really think about if you really want that person in your life. Because they may not always be, they may have, they may have be out of your life for a reason. Okay, and you should really think about that. Think about why that person's out of your life. And not to use poor language, but they could have been a shitty person. And that's that was my grandfather. I call him the devil because he was a shitty person. You know, there was nothing good in that man. I, I don't care what anybody says. I'm never going to believe anything what anybody says. Oh, well, he, you know, you know, people used to always make excuses for him. About his crappy attitude and how he treated us. Oh, well, he's from the old country, you know. He's from the old country. You know, you, you, you have to understand that he's from a different time than you and me. Bullshit, people. People have the ability to change. People have the ability to get better. People have, we all have that ability. But we choose not to. We choose not to, everybody. All right? So, 
we have to remember that those people, those toxic parasites in our life, we don't want them in our life. You don't need them. I, I would have preferred just to struggle with me and mom and sister on our own instead of having that cockroach in our life. You know? And I don't care. You know, and, and yeah, some of you will say, hey, Joseph, that's not very Christian-like. You know? That's not very Christian. You, you got to love people. You're supposed to love him. You're supposed to accept him. You know? And I tried. Maybe that makes me a bad Christian. Or that just makes me human. Right? But some people you just should not have in your life. I don't care if you're their mom, dad, sister, brother. Sometimes they're just not good in your life, people. And this is that, that time of like the holidays where people want to be around other people. I get that. But sometimes it's not good to have those people around. Regardless of their family. You know? Because those people don't give a shit about you. You may, you may think I'm wrong. You know, oh, you don't know my family, Joseph. You don't know if they care for me or not. Do they show it? Do they tell you they love you? Do they tell you they're sorry for how they've treated you? Do they do those things? Do they try to make amends with you? No. If the answer is no, then no. They don't appreciate you. Because people need to make amends to the things they, they do to other people. I, I know I do. We all do. Because we're all not perfect. Whether you think so or not. Whether somebody else's life looks perfect or not. And that's something that, you know, that I, I, I still have to learn myself. You know, I go online sometimes or I see people who have tremendous better lives than me. And it angers me. And, and, and some of you may, well, that's their life, Joseph. That's not you. Well, yeah, I get that. It just shows you that what they've been able to accomplish and I haven't, right? Now, I, I'm going to say I've got nothing to sneeze at, you know? I'm not saying my life is horrible or i got nothing to look forward to. I, I do, okay? I have a good job. I teach, too. You know, I have things in my life. I have my wife, my daughter, who I love. And you may say, well, that's enough for you, Joseph, isn't it? Isn't that, shouldn't that be enough for you? That you have those loving people in your family and your life? And yes, it is. But you know, there's things I other want too. Materialistic things. And even if that seems selfish, you know, do I want the big house? Do I want the beautiful house? Absolutely. Do I want the beautiful car? Absolutely. You know, speaking of cars, you know, my 2000... 13 Kia Sportage took a shit and the engine died on me recently. Excuse my language and I'm sorry. That's just how I'm upset about it. And um, at first, the dealership was like, oh, no, I'm sorry. You know, you're way, way past warranty. You know, I'm, I, I'm at 154,000 miles and I'm driving the hell out of that thing. You know, up and down California, all over the place. Using it as lift sometimes. Um, and But the engine was not supposed to blow. I maintained it. I took it to get, you know, oil changes and things of like that. I maintained. 
and it shouldn't have. Um, so they, they told me, basically, the dealership told me, well, you know, is some type of um, internal mechanism in the engine that broke or something. I was like, okay. Well, it wasn't like a piston. It didn't blow a piston or something for me not driving around with oil or something like that. It was something mechanical. And, and then luckily they told me, well, you know, you could take it up with for, uh, Kia and um, open a case. And I did that. And they reviewed my case. And luckily, um, luckily, they said, yeah, we're going to fix it for you. We're going to do a one-time, you know, engine, rebuilt engine or whatever. And we're going to replace it. I'm like, well, thank God, you know, because the, the quote that guy gave me at the dealership, he's like, well, how much is this going to cost to fix if I can't, you know, get the, the manufacturer to pay for it? He's like, oh, about $13,000. 13,000 folks. I was like, hell, the car is not even worth 13,000. You know, it's going to be like a brick sitting in my garage for, you know, I still owe money on the damn thing. So, you know, luckily they're going to fix it. I'm probably going to ride that thing to the engine actually does blow one day. Um, you know, so basically it's getting a new life. Hopefully that rebuilt engine lasts a while, you know. So, we'll see. We'll see what happens, right? Um, but yeah, that ticked me off, you know, but it's in the shop now. You know, I don't anticipate I'm going to get it anytime soon. It's probably going to be like a month, you know, for them to fix it and get all the parts and put it together and give it back to me, right? So again, things are happening right now. Trying to be positive, right? Trying to be positive. Um, but let, let me play my next song for you folks, um, just to kind of segue here. And this one is one of my favorites. Um, I think it's important. And um, let, me, let me just play it and, and you know.
And some of you wonder, wonder excuse me, wonder, <laughs> you know, for those of you who are listening in or tuning in for the first time, everybody wants to rule the world, right? Isn't that so true today that everybody wants to rule the world? Well, I don't, I don't think I want to rule the world, but I must admit it might be kind of nice, but it may not be kind of nice. Right? Because do you want to be the ruler of all people? Right? Do you want to? Some may say, yeah, I'll do it. I will rule everybody. And I'll put everybody in servitude. They will be my slaves. Some will be, well, no, I will rule the world, but I'll make everybody, you know, live at peace with one another. Some of the lyrics many of you will probably look up, but welcome to your life, there's no turning back. Even while we sleep, we will find you. Acting on your best behavior, turn your back on mother nature. Everybody wants to rule the world. It's my own design, it's my own remorse. Help me to decide, help me make the most of freedom and pleasure. Nothing ever lasts forever, ever, forever. Everybody wants to rule the world. There's a room where the light won't find you, holding hands while the walls come tumbling down. When they do, I'll be right behind you. So glad we've almost made it. So, so sad they've had to fade it. Everybody wants to rule the world. I can't stand this indecision, married with lack of vision. Everybody wants to rule the world. Say that you'll never, never, never need it. One headline, why believe it? Everybody wants to rule the world. All for freedom and pleasure. Nothing ever lasts forever. Everybody wants to rule the world, right? Isn't that so true in today's politics? We have a man who just wants to rule the world, right? Imagining, if you will, that man who's currently president of our United States, if he was allowed to rule the world, what would happen to us, right? This is the part that many of you may not like to hear, okay? I'm not a fan of Trump. Never have been, never will be. Um, only heard his name in passing before he became president um, until I opened my eyes and realized the danger this man is to our society. And many of those people who follow him do not see it. It's unfortunate that 70 million people or more voted for him. 73, I think it was, or 74, somewhere around there, voted for him. Because, frank, quite frankly, it's my belief that people like the fact that he puts people down. That, yeah, he tells it like it is. That he's not politically correct. You know? And people feel the power of being able to speak up. Of not being told to shut up. When people should shut up. People should be quiet. And you may say to yourself, well, Joseph, that that's... That, that's 
you know, you, that you're trying to take away our freedom of speech. How dare you? How dare you take us, take away away from us? We have a right to speak too. Well, yeah, you do have a right to speak. And I give you that. It's part of our constitution. We have that freedom in this country. But you don't have a right to shit on people. Whoever you wish. You don't have a right to treat people like garbage. Like they're, they have no value. Just because they don't agree with your belief systems. And I get it. It goes both ways. We don't agree with Republicans. I, I'm not saying I'm a Democrat. You know. I'm just. I don't agree with the Republican ideology. It doesn't seem to fit. As far as what the country needs. We need more generosity, kindness in our Congress instead of self-dealing. And again, I'm not saying that just Republicans do it. Democrats do it too, right? Congress does it. Hell, they make a, you know, what is it, 175000 a year? Way more than I make. Way more than average society makes, Right? And I always wonder what they do. And you, that may be sound like a silly question like, well, Joseph, of course, they're, they're governing. They're, you know, they have constituents, people they're trying to take care of. But are they, are they really taking care of their constituents? Are they really providing something to them? You know, are they sitting behind a desk waiting for Congress to be in session, voting on bills, which, yes, that's part of their job. But what else are they doing? You know? You know, it could be one big drift for all I know. Who knows? Grift. Sorry, grift, not drift. <laughs> Drifting, yeah. <laughs> Tokyo drift, no. But drift. Drifting, right? Who knows, right? It's time to wake up, everybody. You know? Wake up. And people are. People are waking up right now in this country. People are waking up, especially those who voted for Joe Biden. You know, people are seeing they're not going to take any more bullshit, people. They're not going to be stepped on anymore. And we're getting there. The only thing I, I think we need is, you know, we need corporations to be more accountable to their employees. They're... CEOs are some of the biggest companies today are the biggest drifters. They make millions of dollars. More money than we can ever imagine. You know? More money than you can ever imagine. Leaps and bounds compared to other countries and their CEOs and how much they make. Right? Which is ridiculous. No one should have to be able to starve while CEO of a big corporation it can easily make what? hundred million dollars have a golden parachute have all those protections in case they lose their job they still get um, they still don't have to worry well the common man and woman today they lose their job they lose their insurance they lose their house they lose their livelihoods they lose it all come on let's get with it we're supposed to be um, an industrialized nation in the 21st century but we're we're kind of still in behind the times. Other countries are well more advanced than we are in the way they treat their workers. Right? 
And I'm sorry, this kind of gets off topic, you know. Everybody wants to rule the world, you know. It, it kind of goes into my whole theme of what I've been reading lately, right. And um, so I read 1984. I just finished with um, The Exorcist. Which I, I just had to read. I, I, I was right in the middle of like Halloween and all that. I was like, I got to see if how true this book is to the film. And it, it's pretty true. It's pretty true to the film. And, um, and then right now, uh, after I finished The Exorcist, I'm reading Brave New World by Audrey Huxley. Huxley. Probably pronouncing that first name wrong. And basically, let me just read the jacket here. Brave New World is a darkly is a dark vision of a utopian future where humans are genetically bred and pharmaceutically anesthetized to passively serve a ruling order, a powerful work of speculative fiction that has enthralled and terrified readers for generations. It remains remarkably relevant to this day as both a warning to be heeded as we head into tomorrow as thought-provoking, satisfying entertainment, right? So thinking about that and reading in 1984, and then I plan to read what's called, I think it's called Fahrenheit, Fahrenheit 451. Read that one. There's other books I'm really wanting to read. There's a, there's a kind of a, it's a, it's a nonfiction book called um, Strong Men um, that's recently came out about strong men, you know, um, not strong physically, strong men like Alexa Hitler, Trump, Mussolini, people like that, and how they rose to power and, and how they got there, right? So I, I'm an avid reader. Um, I love to read. I try to partake that on my daughter who likes to read too, yet her reading level is different than mine, obviously. <laughs> you know, I'm trying to get her to read Harry Potter. But we haven't gotten to that point yet. She's she's seven, and, and although she hasn't had a complete interest in it, I'm sure she can read it. Um, she does read chapter books, but they're much shorter books, you know, they're you know for her age group. Um, but again, reading these books about, you know, utopians and, you know, and, and just kind of what, you know, what direction in those books society is really pointing us to and... You know, especially or Orwell. I want to read more of his works because his works are quite interesting. Um, and you know, so I read a, a variety of different types of literature. You know, I don't read too much nonfiction. It's not because I don't like it. It's just I really need to find books that you know I have an interest in. The last nonfiction I read was probably, um, I think it was Mister Rogers. Um, autobiography or it was a book about Mr. Rogers so um, so that was a great book that was very interesting he is an incredible man I must say you know or he was um, you know till this day his legacy will live on forever and ever and ever and I don't know who many pe how many people could potentially live up to Fred Rogers right but Reading these books kind of gets my wheels thinking about where are we headed in society. You know, you look at the book like 1984. Okay. You look at dealing with Big Brother. 
you look at where that book, you know, as far as where society is headed today, right? Do we have a version of Big Brother? Absolutely. It's called Facebook. It's called Twitter. It's called social media that's watching your every move. Okay? People don't want to believe that. People don't think that they're watching you. They're seeing what you're writing. They're tapping into what you see. Your darkest secrets, your words. But they do. And you may say, well, what do they care? (laughs) What does Facebook care? What does Mark Zuckerberg care about what I have to say? Well, it's the fact that they have your information. It's the fact that they're monitoring you. It's the fact that they're watching you with what you're looking at. Can they tap into your computer? Probably. Right? Can they? Absolutely. You know, do I believe that even the cable guy can tap into watch us from some room out there in the middle of nowhere, watch tap into our living rooms? Of course. Absolutely. You know? Big brothers here, people. Whether you like it or not. And we, we've allowed it. You know? We've allowed it. People feel that, you know, today that, oh, my rights are being stomped on. I can't have free speech. Twitter is limiting what I have to say. They're, they're blocking my content. They're blocking my words. Um, no, you know, I, I'm one of those people. Yes, free speech is important. It is definitely something that we should all value. But free speech does not give us the right, in sense, to say whatever, whatever we want, in a sense. Vile, disgusting language, right? And you may say, oh, that's free speech. I, could, I should be able to say whatever I want. If I want to be racist, I'm going to be racist. I should be allowed to do that. Well, go make your own site. Go make your own platform if you want that kind of site. You can't subject to Facebook Twitter, social media is to, you know, not want to limit in a sense or people want to use the word censor what people say. And it's not even about that. We should be acting in a respectful manner towards one another, you know, but who am I kidding? Are we in a respectful manner in this country? We're certainly not, right? Certainly not in this country. It's unfortunate that we have to live like that. It's unfortunate that people want to say racist and hateful things online. It's unfortunate that people want to act like that. But I guess that's what what the new site, Parlor, is for. And many will, you know, say, oh, well, that's just for conservative values. That's for people who don't want to be, you know, censored online. Well, okay, go be a racist out there. You know, that's that that's the whole point, right? People want to say, well, no, I, 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 you know, I need to be able to speak freely without Twitter telling me, you know, blocking my account or suspending me. I need to say whatever is on my mind, right? Well, go start a blog, you know? Go do that. Go subject, don't subject other people to see your garbage, you know? You know, I write a blog, you know? I'm pretty free with it. No one's censoring me. Although I don't write hateful things, you know, a lot of it's creative writing, things of that nature. 
But all too many people feel that, you know, they need to get those juices flowing with hate. Spread the hate online, right? And that's kind of where we're going in society, right? Something interesting I was reading about or watching a few months ago, you know, the social dilemma, right? Saying that, you know, if we're still around in 10 years, meaning that society doesn't destroy itself from, you know, what's happening in social media, then we have a lot to worry about. You know, my daughter will, will probably be 18 in 10 years. Okay, well, she will be. I fear for what's going to be out there for her to see. The garbage that's online. And I have to do my best to protect her in the best way I can. To guide her. So that she won't be sucked into those views. Because no, not every view is considered equal, people. I'm not saying I'm perfect. I'm not saying my views are spot on where they're just, you know, correct at all times. Some of you may not agree with me on my thoughts, you know. I believe that um, social media needs regulation, right? They need to be regulated. They need to be broken up. They're, they're really just too large, you know, and they're just getting bigger, especially with the likes of Facebook who, who are buying up its competitors, you know, and just, you know, where's the competition there, huh? They're, they're, you know, unless they keep buying them up, right? So everyone's going to feel different about that. All right, let me, um, well, I'm going to play my, my next song, last song, I should say, in a few moments. But um, let, me, let me just play it here because, uh, well, no, I'm just I'm trying to decide when I want to play it now or play it in a few minutes. But, um, but again, some of you may not agree that, okay, well, you know, what if they break up Facebook? What about all those people's jobs? What if they do this? Well, you know what? You know, you, we have to think of this in this way, okay? You know, we, we, certain things are regulated for a reason, okay? Now, imagine, if you will, if television wasn't regulated, okay, the way it is now, right? Can you imagine what we would put on there? And now, as we speak, we put some pretty disgusting things on there as it is. You know, I'm not, I'm not a complete prude or anything. Um, but there are things on television that most of it that, you know, I don't even see because it's on cable, right? Although I have cable. But um, some of those disgusting things you can only imagine, but it's getting worse. People, censorship in a sense has helped us because, you know, you know, if we didn't have some form of censorship, we would be watching smut on TV, quite honestly, right? You know, and, and we've seen movies about smut, right? You know, how, how many people do you think would sign up to watch um, a reality show where people just murder each other? Huh? And, you're, and you may say, well, just that, those are just movies, you know, that's not reality. Yeah, but what if it was? You think people would watch it? Absolutely. It'd probably be a high-rated show. Because people want to see that disgusting, vile garbage on TV. You know? You know, I get there's an interest, you know? There's an interest out there for that kind of stuff. Not me, not me personally, but, you know? You know, you look at things like uh, the film Running Man, right? With Arnold Schwarzenegger, I think it is. Where people just want to watch, right? You think that... that 
You, you think that we would ever get there? Of course we will. You know, if TV becomes ever unregulated, where they're just free to do whatever they want and put whatever they want, yeah, we'd probably see be full-on dead bodies on, on news. We'd see full dead bodies on TV, you know, real dead bodies. You know, as you can notice that many countries, you know, they don't have the same censorships, the same regulations as we do. They, they have no problem, you know, putting a dead body on the news and showing it, you know, without blotching it out, right? Interesting. I've always wondered why, but because, you know, there's regulations in place that protect the viewers. It's a protection, people, you know? My view is that sometimes society is just too stupid to know what they want. And by the time they realize it's not what they want, it's too late, you know? I, I, I go back to, like, um, the film Jurassic Park, right? And how one man felt the need that, hey, we need to explore the idea of having dinosaurs and for the public to view dinosaurs. But Jeff Goldblum's character, right, put it so eloquently where he just felt like, hey, dinosaurs had their time. Dinosaurs died off when they should have. And, I, and that's what I believe. We, things in general, die when it's their time. When we evolve into different things, right? That's why we don't have dinosaurs anymore to a certain degree. Obviously, um, crocs, alligators, certain other animals that have been around are still, you know, basically are dinosaurs of today, right? Because they've been around for millions of years, right? Um, they still, there's still animals today that, you know, go back to prehistoric times, right? There's, what's the old, like, I was just thinking, what is the, and I was thinking about sharks, oldest shark, oldest living shark today. What's the oldest, Greenland sharks. It says, scientists believe they have found the oldest living um, vertebrate, the massive Greenland shark, which was found in North Atlantic Ocean by scientists who estimated it to be up to 512 years old. Gr Greenland sharks would grow one centimeter a year have been known to live for hundreds of years. Right? That's interesting. Right? That's amazing. Can you imagine how something like that is able to live that long? Right? I mean, other things live for that long. I mean, people obviously don't live that long. I mean, biblically speaking, you know, I, I think people used to live up until the 130s. And many of those who don't read the Bible may think that's crazy, but I don't think so. I think, I believe, God has the ability to keep us alive as long as He wants us to, you know? But He chooses not to. Because, you know, we live in a sinful world. I personally, you know, I don't know. I, I don't know if I could imagine living past 100 <laughs> sometimes. I can only imagine, you know, what would would somebody still want to be in this earth when they're past 100? And yes, life is a blessing. Life, um, 
life is, you know, something that we all should cherish. But imagine living past everybody that's still here. You know, imagine outliving mothers, fathers, aunts, uncles, brothers, sisters, and you're the only one left, right? You know, I don't know if I want to live like that, to be honest with you, you know. All right, let me play this next song. Um, an oldie but a goodie, you know, but let me play it. I think you'll like it. It'll probably wake you up. Actually, it's called Wake Up. So let's play this. This song kind of just, uh, you know, protest songs, which I love. You'll hear a lot of that on some of my pods, I, you know, and they're not necessarily a bad thing. They just, they're just, you know, political in nature, you know, they have a message behind their lyrics. Uh, this one, Wake Up With From Rage Against the Machine is the lyrics discuss racism within the American government and the counterintelligence programs of the Federal Bureau of Investigations, FBI. A spoken portion of the songs is taken from an actual FBI memo in which its director, J. Edgar Hoover, suggests targets for the suppression of the black national move movement. 
The song also makes reference to prominent African-American figures targeted by the government, such as Malcolm X and Martin Luther King Jr., and goes as far as saying the government arranged their assassinations. The closing lines to the songs are, How long, not long, because of what you reap is what you sow. These, these refer to speech made by Martin Luther King Jr., which paraphrases part of a well-known Bible verse. Whatever a man sows, this he will also reap. Galatians 6-7 The speech was delivered at the end of the Selma to Montgomery March on the steps of the state capitol building in Montgomery, Alabama. The final lines in that speech read, How long, not long, because you shall reap what you sow. Wake Up is one of the many songs by Rage Against Machine that is played by Drop D tuning into the guitar and bass. So this, this song is also what really triggered me or liked about this song is it was actually one from The Matrix, which is such an incredible film. And there's just so much within that film that we could take away, but we'll, we'll hypothesize, pontificate about The Matrix film on another pod. But, um, but, but just thinking about the songs, right? Um, looking at some of the lyrics... I probably cannot even do justice to these lyrics, but I'll try. Some of the, song, the lyrics include, although y'all try to discredit, y'all still never edit. The needle, I'll thread it. Radically poetic. Standing with the fury that they had in 66. And like E-double, I'm mad. Like a knee deep in the system's shit. Hoover, he was a body remover. I'll give you a dose, but I'll never come close. To the rage built up inside of me. Fist in the air in the land of hypocrisy. Movements come, movements go. Leaders speak. Movements cease when their heads are flown. Because all these punks got bullets in their heads. Departments of police, what? The judges, what? The feds, networks at work. People keeping calm. You know they went after King when he spoke out on Vietnam. He turned the power to the have-nots. And then came the shot. Yeah, yeah, back to this. With poetry in my mind, I flex. Flip like Wilson, vocals never lacking the fit and finesse. What, what do I, what do I do got, I got? What I got to do to wake you up, to shake you up, to break the structure up cause blood still flows in the gutter I'm like taking photos mad boy kicks open the shutter set the groove then stick and move rep the shutter step then bomb a left upon the fascist yeah several feral men who pulled schemes on the dream and put it to an end you better beware of retribution of mind war 2020 visions and murals with metaphors, networks at work, keeping people calm. Y'all know they murdered X and try to blame it on Islam. He turned the power to the have-nots and he came and then came the shot. What was the price on his head? What was the price on his head? I think I heard a shot. 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 Wow. It goes on and on. What's a great song, right? Oh, wow, those lyrics kind of, <laughs> they think about them. And these, these songs were written 
you know, they weren't written that long ago, you know, what, early, mid-2000s? And, and they still, to this day, you know, oh, sorry, 19, before 1999, all this one was released in 1992, people, you know, so a long time ago, right? And this song still, still to this day is, you know, it's just something that, you know, part of today, you know? Well, everybody... Hopefully you got a good talk, right? And um, you love this conversation. You love the music. And, you know, you just love, you know, everything that's, that's, that's going on in the world of Joe Meyer, right? I love being here with all of you, everybody. You know, let, let's just slow it down a little bit. Let's get a little bit calm because that song kind of riled us up a little bit probably. You know, go listen to it on your own. You know, think of the lyrics, think of the words, you know. Um, I know I am. So um, thank you for everybody for joining me today, being here and having another talk with just Joe Meyer, right? I love being here with all of you and just wishing everyone just an incredible weekend. Stay blessed, stay safe, wear a mask. Always have to remember to say that. Uh, it's not a political issue. It's a safety issue, people. So just wear a damn mask, okay? Protect yourself. Protect your family. Let's not make it political because it's not. No one's trying to, you know, keep you indoors for political reasons. It's all, too, for the safety of each other. A vaccine is here, people. And many of you probably are not even thinking about taking it. But you should probably think about it. Okay? Unless you don't want to go, unless you feel like you want to be stuck indoors all the time. But who wants that, right? So everyone, thank you once again to another week with Just Talk with Joe Meyer. Looking forward to spending more time with you, hopefully on next week. Have a great night and peace and blessings to all of you out there. Thank you.